Also, you may be able to find some takeoffs from someone who has upgraded their Rubicon. They would bolt on to any JKJL or JKUJLU, similar to the Jeep they came off, and they wouldn't cost much. Buying used is a great way to add rock sliders without shelling out lots of dollars. This may also be a stepping stone on your way to bigger or better sliders. Looking to upgrade your Jeep? Who is it, right? How would you like to get free gear to make those upgrades happen even faster? The Jeep Talk Show, the world's most downloaded Jeep podcast, is giving you, the listener, a chance to win big-ticket items from brands you know, love, and trust. Want in on the action? We'll be giving away major Jeep gear from big-name brands every month. This isn't going to be stickers, hats, and t-shirts. We're talking about serious gear that can change your Jeep build in a big way. So listen to the show every week and make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss your opportunity to win the Jeep Talk Show's biggest giveaways ever. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Nexon Tire USA, we got you. Find out more about the tires the Jeep Talk Show hosts run the Nexon Tire Rodian MTX at NexonTireUSA.com. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show with Wendy. There will be body damage. Chuck. I like making people laugh. That's It's good for my soul. Chuck. Yeah, I don't think so. And I think that's a huge deal. So sit back. Strap in. And brace yourself. Heidi ho No, it's not the start of an interview. I just like saying Heidi ho So, you know, the Jeep Talk Show has changed the days we publish our episodes. Tuesday will be the flagship show, you know, the one we've been recording for years. Uh, and then Wednesday remains the roundtable. Yes, we'll still record the roundtable on Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Central Time. Uh, subscribe to our newsletter, jeeptalkshow.com slash contact, so you can get reminders on that, uh, that uh, recording. And then Thursday will be our flagship two, or the one that we normally published on Monday. I know there's gonna you, you have to have like a a little schedule and have see things how how are changing and stuff. Dick, Dick, <laughs> Dick Tracy recorded <laughs> yeah, a decoder ring. Yes, or the, the watch that you can do the. Uh, you know we still can't do the watches. I figured Apple would have a a way for you to talk and do video chat over watches by now. But anyway. Uh, and then uh, Thursday will be our uh, uh, the flagship too, and then uh, you'll be able to end your week on our Friday uh, uh, episode with our award-winning interview episode. And we don't question the award, okay? Just just accept it. <laughs> Chuck understands. <laughs> Uh, so uh, yeah, yeah. amen. <laughs> so we 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 have a good time with the show, and hopefully this this new lineup will be good. But the really cool thing is, and I made this announcement on a prior episode uh, this week. This opens up Monday for special Jeep talk show episodes. Yes, some weeks, not every week. Yeah, some weeks we are going to have five episodes a week. You know, it doesn't it's matter like if you a peep show. <laughs> <laughs> is it still a quarter uh chuck or, or uh, they taking bills now no it's 75 cents for a peep show unless you <laughs> listen to the show our show it's for free but if you go to the the, the other one it's 75 cents you know? <laughs> you know it doesn't matter if you have a jeep want a jeep or never give anything but jeeps this show is for you chuck wendy josh and myself are here to inform and entertain you while we talk about Jeeps. Peep shows. Come on, Wendy. You know how this works. It, it's Jeep, Jeep show. <laughs> Jeep show. She, you know, 75 if, cents for a good time. If we ever get a takedown notice, we can, we can change the show to peep talk show. Peep show. Yeah, peep talk show. <laughs> All right, Jeeper. I'm Josh, and on this episode of the Jeep Talk Show, I'll be talking about what's been brewing with Jeep and a well-known soft top manufacturer. I've also got a trio of Jeep recalls that you'll definitely want to keep your ear out on, and one of them could affect the Jeep that you own, so stay tuned. Howdy, it's Wendy, and on this episode, are you looking to upgrade your rock sliders? Well, I have some options and things to think about before you upgrade. Hey, you sons of bitches, this is Chuck, and I had the CJ5 out the other day and had a wonderful time. If you're not a part of the Discord server, I strongly recommend going and taking a look at it, getting in on it, because I threw some some pictures out there on the CJ5 with some good old flex with the leaf leaf springs. Yeah, look at that. And good, I uh, got it all. Do what? 
I said it was looking good, Chuck. <laughs> yeah, I know. How did, I how did you get so that up on the up. back? Sorry, Josh. How did you get that up on the back of the, the vehicle? So I actually have um, a custom-made Ford that is designed just to haul Jeeps. And um, I, I bought a new trailer, uh, uh, like an RV trailer. So I loaded up on the trailer and or loaded up on the truck and backed it up into the trailer and did that, all that kind of stuff. But I took an afternoon off and took the old CJ out and had a really good time flexing it out. Just I haven't stretched that Jeep out in a long time. And it was, uh, it was good. We took some photos and some of the guys on the, on the job site did it. And it was, it was a good time. I, yep. had, a, I had a really good time. Yeah. You I guys are had, missing out on the discord. Haven't server. Had that good of a time yeah, we're, you guys yeah. are missing out if you're not on the Discord server. Sometimes, you know, it's feast or famine. Some days are really busy. Uh, I would say that's more often that it's busy than not. Uh, and uh, But uh, today it was real busy. So uh, you just go over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact, and you can see the, uh, d- the Discord invitation right there. Uh, everybody's invited. Just come on over there and have fun. You don't have to join in. But I suspect after you've watched it for a while and read some of the stuff that's going on, you're going to have to have have to comment uh, because it's just, it's just too much fun to interact with the uh, uh, like-minded jeepers i'm tony and i can drive uh side casey cyclone lights with the amber filters at night on the freeway nobody swerves nobody honks nobody does anything so i think they just think it's some uh some cool looking side lighting you know i mean it's brighter than what you would see on the normal side lighting of the vehicles and if you guys don't remember i basically put uh, the the cyclones um vertically so they shine uh outwards on both sides of the gladiator up on the the front stubby bumper and it actually it's on the frame of the jeep so that the part where the stubby bumper attaches to the 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 gladiator frame but uh, i drove it all the way in today uh with those amber lights and uh i don't know uh nobody acted any differently nobody was riding alongside me waving at me so the question is is it legal Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't get it, if yes. you don't get ticketed, State patrol inspection. <laughs> <laughs> well, they'll be off yeah, so for the inspection. That well, there was this there. big if. It was this big so, if. He said. <laughs> yeah, D- DOT says it's fine, so he's fine. <laughs> yeah. You know, here I don't know about you guys, but uh, in your states, but in Texas, the Texas Department of Public Safety is okay with people driving with their emergency flashers on like whenever it's raining real heavy outside or not even raining heavy and i think it is the dumbest thing i have ever seen uh but people will do that like if they're they're trying to go to a hospital or something like it's you know like red lights or something like that and you're supposed to get out of their way Uh, you know uh, just it just and and then i was just really surprised that uh department of public safety said yeah yeah it's okay no i i agree it should be okay because emergencies are emergencies, right? I mean, some sons of bitches are going to take advantage of it, but it's for the few that actually need Most it. I see it. It's all right. Local Jeep news, national Jeep news, and news from around the world. It's this week in Jeep. And after more than 35 years of exclusively providing premium factory soft tops for Jeep Wranglers, the Jeep brand has officially now chosen Best Top to offer three official Jeep-licensed soft tops to JK Wrangler owners. The world-famous Trek Top, the Trek Top Glide, and Trek Top Pro will now be available in premium twill and black diamond fabrics at besttop.com and supporting Best Top resellers as well. This latest collection will be a uh, will be the first time a premium best top soft top will showcase the Jeep brand on select tops. Scott Baird, the VP of Sales and Marketing for Best Top, says that this is a special opportunity for the Wrangler family to fit their v- Jeep vehicles with the brand they love and the quality they deserve like never before. Jeep and Best Top have a very long history of being a part of each other's own story. Together, they have inspired people to enjoy the outdoors and the unique open-air driving adventure. Scott Baird wasn't the only high-ranking executive to chime in on this momentous occasion. A man that was just on the show recently, in fact, Jim Morrison, senior vice president and head of the Jeep brand for North America, said, quote, The Jeep brand is definitely by open-air freedom, and Best Top has been a key partner in developing that for the Jeep customer. Responding to the Jeep community with these new JK soft tops is a great way to give our customers exactly what they are looking for. Best Top Incorporated is the world's largest manufacturer of soft tops and fabric accessories made with North American-made craftsmanship, and is a sister company to brands like Tuffy Security Products, Baja Designs, PRP, and many other big-name brands you know, love, and trust. For more information about Best Top and what they can do for your Jeep, head over to BestStop.com.
And be sure to check out uh, episode 705, that's episode 705, where we interviewed Tony Cavallaro with Best Top. It's a great interview. Be sure to check it out. Yeah, and again, that will be on Friday next week. So uh, normally it would be on Thursday, but uh, I thought that was kind of an opportune thing with this story about Best Top to remind people about our uh, our interview with uh, Best Top. I think it'll be like either our second or third interview with Best Top. I was going to say, at least the second. Yeah. Oh, well, and, there are multiple... And, and, Oh, I'm sorry. Real, real quick. And Chuck, whenever you're out at SEMA, and Chima, uh, Chuck is going to SEMA, uh, yeah. actually going to be there Monday, you got to stop by the best top people and say hello. I, I don't know that Tony will be there, but you got to stop by and say hello from uh, the Jeep Talk Show. Yeah, I, I actually love my best top top that I put on the Scrambler. Like that, it's the second best top I've ever bought. Uh, the first one was for a uh, 59 Willie CJ5. Great fit. Everything was good for the old vintage stuff. And even the scrambler, like they had their stuff, it's pretty squared away. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love it. They did I, a good job. I vouch for them one hundred percent. And and Josh yeah. and Josh, I'm surprised that this is this announcement is is like this because they've been making tops for Jeep Jeeps for a long time. And yeah, I'm they just, also make tops for other vehicles as well. This right. is a bit uh, more of a uh, an official announcement of an official partner partnership where it was sort of unofficial and just the way that things have been done for a while in the past, this actually now puts the official Jeep branding onto the tops versus the best top uh, logo. So does does that mean that we're going to need to go 35 years before we get uh, in a partnership with Jeep? <laughs> Could be. <laughs> that That's pretty cool. I mean, uh, honestly, because like when, when I took over dad's Jeep and he had his old soft top, it actually had the AMC logo on the Jeep thing where Best Top's little deal is in the window. Dad said Jeep. So now they're going to, Best Top is going to be going back there. Is that what I'm understanding, Josh? Is they're going to throw the Jeep logo where the Best Top logo used to be? That's kind of cool, it if that's what cool. I'm hearing. I, I don't know as far as the actual manufacturing process changes. Uh, all I know is uh, official branding change. So... Uh, it, it could be a, a dual branding uh, where the best top logo will still be on them somewhere, uh, but these will be officially Jeep mm-hmm. branded uh, tops. Really cool. Congratulations to best top. That's sexy. Yeah. Yeah. Super that's sexy. Cool. So are there really more recalls in the past few years or are we just simply paying more attention to them? I know here on the Jeep Talk Show, we've certainly reported uh, on just about every Jeep recall that has hit the news, and and then some. Well, Stellantis has three more to add to the pile of recalls that we've already seen this year alone. The latest batch, however, focuses on the Jeep Wrangler, Jeep Gladiator, and Ram 1500. I I think I just heard a lot of Jeepers' ears perk up. (laughs) The first is an add-on to the 3.0-liter eco-diesel V6 high-pressure fuel pump recall that has already claimed nearly 140,000 Jeeps and Ram pickups from the 2014 to 2020 model years. Seems like the eco-diesels from the 2020, 2021, and 2022 model years didn't get fixed in time either, and now they're joining the herd. The potential issue and recourse are the same as previous recalls of this nature. The pump failure can introduce mechanical debris to the fuel system, cutting off the supply of fuel to the engine. You obviously don't want this to ever happen. In earlier comments from Jeep's parent company, Stellantis, suggested failure could come on gradually rather than spectacularly, meaning that drivers may notice noise coming from the pump or even a check engine light before the vehicle becomes completely undrivable at what will likely be the most inopportune time. Owner's notification letters will are, are expected rather to go out by December 2nd, but if you are already experiencing issues, you should contact your local dealer. The fix is a trip to the dealer for replacement of all components in the fuel system that are failing, have failed, or suffered from failure. The remaining recalls are uh, brand new and are hot off the press, which include the 2021 Jeep Wrangler, 2022 Ram 1500, and 2022 Jeep Gladiator, which all need a little bit more love with their front seatbelt retractors. The automaker's internal investigation team uncovered some improper friction welder maintenance at a supplier, resulting in badly welded micro-gas generators on the retractors. Sounds almost like we're talking about components on a spaceship now, doesn't it? Or Tony Stark's suit. When you said the micro-gas uh, things, I was thinking uh, Tony Stark would have fallen out of the sky. 
What all that techno jargon means is that in the event of an accident, faulty seatbelt retractors may not provide the proper restraint of the occupant in a crash, increasing the possibility of injury. Letters of notification for this recall will go out to owners by December 2nd as well, telling them to hit up their local dealer for new seatbelt retractors so that you won't die. The last recall is all about the 2022 and 2023 Jeep Wrangler 4XE plug-in hybrid. There are nearly 14,000 units of the off-road PHEV that need their high-voltage packs looked at. Some of them might have incorrect fasteners securing the 200-amp fuse in that pack, potentially causing so much excess heat around the fuse that it fails. Now, if that happens, the battery can't provide any power, and the Jeep will have to resort to using the internal combustion engine if it has any power at all. Drivers might be alerted with a dashboard light or altered driving performance, and there are even a few reports where a fire occurred. The fix is a day at the dealership to have the fuse fastener inspected and possibly replaced. Better not let this one slip through the cracks, Jeepers, and check with your local Jeep dealer to see if your Jeep is affected in any one of these recalls. Seems like a lot. I mean, there's three different sets of vehicles, at least vehicle yeah. models. And you know, all at once, three. coming in all at once. Yeah, It's not a good thing for the brand, you know? Mm-mm. Well, you, no, guys, uh, you guys remember the JLs when they came out, right? In the, uh, I think it was at the Jeep dealership, not dealership, the Jeep uh, uh, parking lot. The JLs were, were bursting into flames. Brand new. Right. <laughs> yeah. Without, I mean, not even taking, you know, delivery yet. I mean, just straight off the factory floor. They're sitting out in storage and catches on fire. These Jeeps are hot. We got to move them just to cool them off. <laughs> fire sale. <laughs> yes. Literally. <laughs> So I don't know. I think your question about are they happening more? I mean, are they happen? Yeah, are they happening more? Are we just paying closer attention to them? Maybe the the internet has given us the ability to find out more about these things than you know radio or TV. Maybe that's it. Well, the other thing is that Jeeps now uh, are a lot more electrical than they are mechanical. I mean, hell, you even have software that controls the heater fan. I mean, for Beth's sake, why do we need software to control things that could just otherwise be operated by a simple switch? Exactly. So there, there, there is a lot of very unnecessary complications uh, just for the sake of engineering and, and to say that it's technologically advanced now. Uh, it doesn't make it any more reliable, certainly not any uh, higher degree of performance. Uh, it just makes it fancier. Uh, it also provides more points of failure, if you ask me. So, uh, you know, all of this is, is you know, kind of um, uh, because of the level of technology that is being implemented in vehicles, I think, in general. Now, we're just focusing on Jeep because this is a Jeep talk show. Uh, we have heard through the grapevine about Ford's recalls with, like, their tops, certainly a much more epic failure than something like a fuel pump uh, when the entire line, every single last one of your tops fails it needs to be recalled, that's a little bit different than just a section of Jeeps that were produced between one date code and another date code. Um, you know, a, a, a small sampling, if you will. So, you know, it's, it could just be an industry-wide sort of thing that, you know, because of the level of technology and because of the level of complication and the addition of so many other subsystems to control, you know, rudimentary things, uh, that we're seeing a lot higher level of failures, you know, year over year, just because of the level of technology that is being crammed into these vehicles unnecessarily. So, Chuck, you've got some, uh, what, what is the, the, the green tractors? I'm, I'm brain farting on the name. John, John Deere. Deere. Yeah. So, Chuck, you've got a John Deere. Do you have to pay subscription uh, for features for that thing to work? Yeah, absolutely. I've got lots of John Deere stuff. We've got a couple dozen pieces of equipment. And absolutely, you have to have a subscription to, to make the stuff work. And uh, I agree with Josh. I think a bunch of bullshit. And uh, I actually think that um, the Pacification of America has happened with all of the electronics of, here, here. Uh, of the equipment. And, I, I, yeah, I think Josh and I, that's one of the things that we can agree on. And uh, if you just, just go back to the gremlin, right? I mean, you didn't hear about the instantaneous, oh, my God, everything's going to, the, the world is going to come to the end with a gremlin, right? You just kind of learn with it, and you're like, oh, fuck, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> or the saddle tanks with the GMC or a Chevy truck, right? I mean, I mean the saddle tanks, I mean, that was a big deal, right? I mean, I still have saddle tanks on great-granddad's old truck, right? You just know not to drive like an asshole. Or the Corsair. I mean, these are multiple things where this is a, a, a catastrophic failure of the, of the vehicle, but there wasn't instantaneous recalls of everything that ever had to, had to happen with the rig. It's just, hey... 
don't be a dickhead or you know unfuck the the rig but nowadays i mean everybody is just crazy about safety 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 well guess what you go outside your house you're not going to be safe uh, just you breathing. get inside of a vehicle you're not going to be safe yeah just breathing right is, is... and like josh said i mean really R- really we have electronics to run a fan motor yeah like i, I know a guy that i mean he was running his but he was running his combine this year and he called me up and he's like, Chuck, I need some help. I was like, what's up? He goes, hey, my combine's down. I'm like, I don't fucking know how to work on it. He goes, well, the, the fan motor went down on the air conditioner, so it shut the entire combine down. I was like, <laughs> call your John Deere rep. Oh, my god! He's like, what am I supposed to do? And I was like, fuck your John Deere rep. You I don't the, fucking know. You get the credit card out and you update the, you get the credit card out and you update the subscription model. So, <laughs> so anyway, I was asking that, if, about that, your, about exactly having... Right. Yeah, I was asking about the subscription on the John Deere because I was going to make the point that you can't charge for that fan subscription if you don't have software controlling it. <laughs> so correct. It, it so, may I be mean, that all this, this stuff this is, is getting set story. up for that. <laughs> so, so true story. I I actually had a John Deere the the John Deere rep here with me today. And they were here yesterday and they were here the day before because I bought a brand new piece of equipment that runs on the front of one of my track loaders, like no big deal. And he goes, oh, well, your serial number is 200 off of the updated version. I was like, all right, just fix it. And they're like, okay, that'll take two and a half days. And I'm like, that's a $40,000 piece of equipment that's attached to a $100,000 piece of equipment. Get it going. They're like, yeah, it's going to take two and a half days. I'm like, Jesus tits, man, just fucking get working. And they're like, oh, no, we have to update your software and, you know, link it into the the satellite dishes. I'm like, dude, you're in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, I I absolutely hate where this country is going when it comes to this kind of stuff because the old blue Ford still worked. You know, the old Dodges, you know, the old 12-valve or 24-valve Dodges, they just keep working. And you don't have all this technology bullshit. Now, we're not as comfortable as, you know... as we are today with the old stuff but give me the old stuff man i love that stuff like i hate the fact that everything is being ruined with this goddamn technology crap it's it's really fucking everything up and i think this is one of the things that josh and i can agree on it's really ruining in it i really think Mm -hmm. so yep well it's really cool and i'm i'm really surprised that nobody uh a john deere competitor uh, hasn't come out because that seems like a to be a big gaping hole that uh, people could uh, uh, get in on, there is in no, on and simplify no things. Com- yeah, that's what I'm saying, and that's why they can get away with this stuff. And I think we're seeing a lot of people going to uh, to subscription models. Uh, it certainly is happening in software, and I think we're going to see it. Uh, I think I even somebody was even mentioning to me about BMW having a subscription model well, I've, for, I've for their features. It, uh, the Jeep has been threatening to do that now for the last year or so. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, absolutely. Yes. And I think that you're you're actually going to see the first generation of that at this year's SEMA. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to oh, see if, uh, uh, if if there's a bunch of Broncos there this year, too. Well, Jeeper, in the care. meantime, if you have a news tip or response to any one of our stories, please let us know what you have to say, and we love hearing our the responses from our listeners. You can do it by phone or by email. Any number of ways to interact with us here at the show, just head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact to find all the different ways to reach out to us here at the show. Yeah, I was listening to Chuck talking about the uh, placement of the uh, rock lights or various lights, accessory lights on the Jeep. <clears throat> I agree with Tony, the top of the wheel doesn't have much use. I've never had a flat on top. All my flats have been on the bottom of the wheel, and that's where the lights should go. Later. Robbie from the top of West Virginia. <laughs> yeah, he does kind of make a point, i got to tell you that. <laughs> yep. You know, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just thinking. That's all. That's kind of the... Some of us do know. Uh, <laughs> I had two flats, flats today, and it was not on the top. Yeah. <laughs> You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. And we've got something for all flavors of Wheeler over at the 4x4 Radio Network. Be sure to check it out and be sure to tell your friends about the On the Trail podcast. Shows like the Trail Chaser, Center Steer podcast, even the 4x4 podcast. Of course, the Jeep Talk Show is there as well. It's the web's only place where you can find the Internet's best off-roading podcast all in one place. And it's all for free. Head over to the number four, letter X, and the number four, radionetwork.com. That's 4x4, radionetwork.com. We'll see you there.
What? Where's the noob? Noob! 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 Hey, noobie! Noobie! Noob Nugget. It's time for Noobie Nuggets. Well, rock sliders are one of the best items you can add to your Jeep if you want to prevent body damage when crawling over rocks. But rock sliders aren't just for preventing body damage. Sometimes people put sliders on to use as a step to get into their Jeep. Some Jeeps, like the Rubicon, come with some form of a rock slider from the factory. It may be a simple rail attached below the doors and run along the length of the Jeep in between the front and rear tires. The purpose of rock sliders is to help you slide over or around rocks without rock scraping the lower body panel. They are designed to help you pivot around or on top of a rock and come in many designs and styles. Well, we really got to use ours during the JTS Big Bear event we had two weeks ago. Now, choosing sliders is really a decision best made by deciding exactly what type of wheeling you plan to do. Fire roads, easy trails, and daily drivers are good to go with whatever is stock on your Jeep. But if you wheel through mud, sand, or rock crawl, you may be considering an upgrade to a stronger rock slider. This field is huge in deciding which ones to buy. Just go to any event and you will see everybody has something different. I've narrowed the field into three separate groups to help you decide if you need to upgrade or not. The first, the first group is the standard rock slider. These are the ones that come from the factory on the Jeep Rubicon or other Jeeps. They are a single rail and simply mounted with a few bolts onto the body. They work great for your average easy trails with minimum rock contact, help with road gravel not hitting the bottom panel of the body, and give the Jeep a beefier look. Now, if you're not doing much off-road driving, there is no reason to change these unless you want a different look or maybe you just want to build that mall crawler with some awesome steel. Also, you may be able to find some takeoffs from someone who has upgraded their Rubicon. They would bolt on to any JKJL or JKUJLU, similar to the Jeep they came off, and they wouldn't cost much. Buying used is a great way to add rock sliders without shelling out lots of dollars. This may also be a stepping stone on your way to bigger or better sliders. Now, the second group is where it gets interesting. With so many players in the rock slider field, it was hard to narrow it down. I only chose two just for this episode, but honestly, there's so many brands out there. Extreme Terrain and Poison Spider have fairly durable sliders. Extreme Terrain has sliders that have LED lights. Hey, Tony, this might be just for you. <laughs> Built in to light your way. Poison Spider has aluminum and or steel to choose from. And prices will range from $250 up to about $950, depending on the brand and options you choose. Now, these brands are sturdy and will help you get through most average trails without a problem. Other sliders come with steps protruding off the main tube. I recommend sliders that don't have that permanent steps protruding out so they don't get hooked or ripped off by the rocks. I see too many tube steps ripped or torn on some trails. You have to decide what you're doing with your Jeep and choose function over looks sometimes. Now, the third group is what we have on our Jeep and is really designed for the rock crawling we do. Our Genrite boat slide, boat side sliders actually attach to the body side with nut certs drilled into the body panel and wraps around the body and bolts at the frame underneath to create an almost seamless protection to the skid plates and keeps us from getting hung up on rocks. There are no protruding steps or bolt heads to get hung up on the rocks. They are true rock sliders and are extremely strong. We have used our sliders to pivot around huge boulders plenty of times and we don't have to worry about body damage. They attach to the body and frame in several places and are very rigid. These are going to run around $1,500. Um, our Genrite sliders have worked the best for our type of wheeling and crawling that we do. Now, there are also other brands that have automatic drop-down steps, like Rock Slide Engineering, that are really nice and they're going to cost you about $2,700. They are a great choice if you need a step to get into your lifted Jeep. The steps simply deploy when the door is open and then retract once you close the door. They also have a disable switch so they don't drop down when you're in a tight spot in the rocks and need to open your door. There are so many variables to Rock Sliders that may make your head spin. Built-in narrow steps, tube design, solid steel, aluminum. Some sliders attach to just the body, some attach to just the frame, and the strongest attach to both. Most sliders can be installed in your garage or driveway, and you don't need to take it to a shop. Others may need help with installation, and some come in raw steel and will need to be powder-coated. 
Do your research to find out the ones that fit your budget and your style of wheeling. Just be warned, like all upgrades, you will be out wheeling and see someone else's rock sliders that you can't live without. So guys, what sliders are you guys running and what do you like about them? Well, for me, I'm running a, a set well, of I've made my product sliders. Uh, they actually have some built-in integrated uh, diamond-plated uh, steps uh, you know, mm -hmm. the, uh, that are on the top side. They don't protrude down below. Uh, down below is a is a uh, you know fully flat plane of of slideability, uh, and they are integrated not only into the pinch seam but as well as the uh, well in my case for the XJ the the unibody as well. So I, I get body and frame tie in. Uh, plus, I get the support of some great rock sliders, uh, and the looks of them are are awesome as well. So it's both form and function for me. Good. That's I like that. How about you, Chuck? Now, I, now, there will be one more thing that I'll say about the Warrior Products Rock Sliders, and I did have to have one of them warranted out. Now, whether that was from a manufacturer defect or not, I don't know. I've put these things through their paces and probably a lot harder of terrain than what they may have been originally de designed or intended for. Uh, I did come down rather hard. I mean, we're talking about a four-foot drop thereabouts, Ooh. three to four-foot drop with full vehicle weight coming yeah. down on a rock right in the middle of the slider. That put a dent in the slider. I mean, it dented them. I mean, it's not just yes. a dink, dent or a gouge <laughs> or a scratch. No, this thing, I'm not fully tacoed. It didn't get bent, dented so much to the point where I couldn't open the door, but nonetheless, it was very noticeably dented. And, and so I, I, I actually reached out to Warrior Products and they're just like, well, that shouldn't happen. Uh, you know, we designed <laughs> those things to, to be, you know, pretty rigid. Uh, bring that in. We'll be happy to take a look at it and warranty it out, which they did. Um, and so I stand behind their customer service, even though their product did kind of sort of fail me. But in that in that sense, I, I have since drug these things over countless rocks, really, really put them to work. And uh, outside of a three foot drop with full vehicle weight onto the bare middle of it, uh, these things have held up through everything that I've put them through. So I, I would absolutely recommend them. Well, and there's so many different brands, honestly, I could have done a yeah. whole show and listed, you know, every single one of them. I just tried to pick a few for each category for the newbie. To be able to say, hey, you know, do your research because it depends on what you're going to do, how much wheeling you're going to do, what kind of upgrades you plan to do, you know, to decide what you need to do on that. So, Chuck, what about you? Um, so, what I typically do is take 316 plate and then I, I just put it in a hydraulic press and turn it to what I want. So, um <laughs> I've done this a couple times on multiple Jeeps. So on the Scrambler, there's just a 90-degree bend on a 316th plate that goes all the way down the the uh, the entire body. That's pretty. And then cool. on my CJ5 Rock Crawl, what I yeah. So what I did on my my uh, my CJ5 is I boat sided it, which mm -hmm. uh, you can Google what that is. And then um, where I cut the body out and I boat sided it, I actually put 316 plate in there, and then I integrated my sliders into the body so it's actually kind of molded in you it uh you can't see it on the outside because it's just welded and and everything's all nice and plumb and fresh and everything and and then i um actually did a dovetail on the cj5 as well which you can google that if you want as a listener and uh actually did that with 316's plate so i i'm a huge proponent of uh making everything yourself and uh, it takes a little bit of time and uh, not that much knowledge and you can just kind of have a good time. And if you're not really um, concerned about, you know, being perfect the, the first time, you can really make a lot of neat stuff. Uh, if you are really interested in body work and stuff, it's probably going to take you about three or four times. But uh, with a little bit of finesse, you can make it mold right into the body and it just kind of goes away. So uh, I'm, I'm a big, big deal with just making your own stuff. I've never bought, I'd never had the money to buy this kind of stuff. So Biden plate steel and just making it yourself that that's kind of my my deal and 316 plate i mean i've uh it some people will say maybe that's not enough but um i've i haven't done a four foot drop but i've done some drops and it, mm -hmm. it, it was it was just okay so it worked out just great yep well i think i should have added a fourth option in that is do it yourself <laughs> so i mean that's awesome if you have yeah. a skill set i mean yeah, seriously I and the tools <laughs> yes yeah, I mean, it, it, it does take a little bit of stuff. I mean, and and when when I first started doing this, I mean, you got to understand, I mean, I, I didn't have anything, right? I mean, I just had a, you know, just a grinder and a, an old um, 
you know 12 uh, 110 volt welder you know it wasn't even an argon welder it was just a you know just a regular old welder that was a flux core and we used a lot of grinding wheels and a grinder and and we did everything with flux core you know very simple stuff it just took us longer than anybody else with uh with the with the nicer things and it turned out really nice yeah i mean just you just got to understand it's going to take you a little bit longer and and it uh, like my my CJ five. I mean, there there's been a lot of people that come out and said, you know, who who'd you have built this? I'm like, oh, well, we did it, you know. And, and mm -hmm. a, we didn't even have concrete in our shop. You know, there was no concrete. I mean, we literally did it on moon dust. You know, there used to be cat shit everywhere. You know, everyone would gag, giggle because all the farm cats would shit all over, all over our jeep, and then we would just go out there and work on it. You know, it just is just a part of it, and uh, it. Just take some time, a little bit of grinder work, and you can do a lot of neat stuff with these Jeeps. Man, Chuck, you you're really painting rosy pictures of uh, do DIY. <laughs> yeah, I could just yeah, I could just see the newbies now going. Uh, not for me, thank you very much. <laughs> Keep the kitties. Yeah, but but yeah, but here's the deal. I mean, that, but that's real life stuff. I mean, oh, absolutely. I, I'm not going to paint yep. a, a beautiful picture. Everything is great. Oh no, absolutely not. I mean, you're you're going to bleed. I guarantee you, if you if you're brand new into jeeping, or maybe you're maybe maybe you've been jeeping for five or six years, and you're like, hey, I, I want to do this stuff, you're gonna bleed, and you're gonna cry, and you're gonna waste money, but you're gonna gain knowledge, which at the end of it, jeeping is knowledge, right? So if you bleed a little bit, but you gain knowledge, it's all worth it. And if you maybe maybe you screw something up, and it's gonna cost you a little bit, but you gain knowledge, you're gonna be a better jeeper, and that is what it's all about. Ultimately, how about you, Tony? What do you got on that on the Jeep Tasha Gladiator? Um, so it's a Fab Four or Fabs Four, oh, I think. Uh, yeah. I put on there. They they seem to be nice. I, uh, I I think I bought them a little too quick because uh, it doesn't actually tie into the uh, underneath the frame mounts, which I would have mm -hmm. preferred. Uh, but uh, I, I don't know. I, I was anxious to get it get the, get that on there and uh, found some that I liked and looked to be very sturdy. I uh, haven't actually, um, I don't think I've actually had to use them. I have to look and see if there's any scrape marks. I've, I've drug it on a few things. I've drug the, the gladiator on a few things, but I don't think I've, uh, I've done so on the, the sliders. And, um, but anyway, I think you absolutely have to have, it is a must have. Uh, it, you can take a, a stock Jeep off-road, but I would say that really a must have just to keep a damage from occurring uh, to the Jeep uh, is to put some sliders on there, and they need to be proper sliders, like you said. Those uh, this the the thin wall tube things, mm -hmm. the Nerf bars type thing. Absolutely not. You're just you may save yourself from some damage, but those are disposable. You're you're going to trash those things. Yep, and it's usually what sticks out is the low hanging fruit, as we call it. Right. When you go over trails and stuff like that. But again, like you said, Tony, you'll figure out when you do wheel over something. If you catch it, how do how do those sliders perform? And then at some point you may upgrade or you may say, this is perfect for what I'm doing. So the nice thing about being in this sort of time frame of being a newbie is that you can just say, take what I have. And then as I start to do more wheeling or as I start to do some upgrading, you can decide if you need to have them or not. But you have to, you have to definitely consider that because it does protect the body a little bit and it does help you out. So. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to do a quick reminder that next Tuesday night, which is November 1st, if you're checking your calendar, we're going to be recording the roundtable um, on the Jeep Talk Show, and we're going to be discussing the Big Bear Jeep Talk Show event. So several of us who were there and ran that, we're going to be on the show. You can ask us questions. It ought to be fun. So hopefully we will see you. Uh, we won't see you, will we, Tony? I guess we'll hear you. <laughs> going to do it right. Anyway, next Tuesday night, so plan to join us for that. Maybe uh, Don Alexander can join us. Yep, I'm trying to get him. I think Larry's going to be there. I'm trying to get Junior on from Redlands Jeep. Of course, mm -hmm. um, Eddie, I think, is coming on. He was a listener. He's been listening for a couple of years. It was on the event. So just trying to get a various people so we can all have a little you know, and input get, there. And give so. Mike Zen a hard time. He used to come to the Zoom meetings without having to be invited. I know, you know, he he works, well, see, he's driving less to his job, but yet we don't have him on the Zoom meeting, so I don't <laughs> he know what's going on. He has more time, and less, he has more less time. time for us. <laughs> Something's not right, yeah, trust me, I'll be here getting him on there, too, so. Good. Well, if you have a topic or suggestion for Newbie Nuggets, let me know at jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. 
And you can find our Trails 411 video on YouTube. We have lots of great content with some tips, tricks, and techniques. All right, so hear me out, hear me out. <laughs> so I listened to your show on the app. So I'm thinking that since I'm listening to the show on the app, I should be able to hit the button on the app that says call the show. And then when you got your little voicemail on there saying, listen to the options, they've never changed. Maybe we should change it and make one of the options when you hit, say, five, it takes you to the other phone number where you can then leave your message for the giveaway. Just just, just an idea. And um, listening to the show about the, the change-out batteries and talking about the Tesla being in the bottom of the thing, all you got to do is have a station that you pull up to reaches under the car, pulls the battery out, flips around, puts another battery in there, pushes it up into the car, and you drive off. You don't even have to get out of the car because the Tesla is all connected to the internet everywhere. So as soon as you do that, it automatically deducts the money from your account for whatever the lease is for that situation. Anyway. And you ain't got to have a forklift pulling it out. You ain't got to have all that. You just pull up on a little, a little rack. It reaches in, pulls the battery out, flips it around, puts another battery up in the loader, and pushes it right up into the car. And since Tesla is way ahead of everybody, we just have everybody use that same style of battery. Anyway, just my two cents worth. Not that it's worth two cents, but anyway... It's for something, well, at least to me. Y'all don't care, but either way, <laughs> there it is. Y'all have a good one. Bye-bye. <laughs> no, it's actually some some good ideas, but I mean that that technology in 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 one form or another has been around for for quite a long time in the world of machining. Uh, you know, swapping out tools and and uh, you know uh, billets of aluminum or or steel or, or you know whatever. Um, we we incorporated some of that in my last job in the machine shop that uh, that I worked at where. Um, you know, the process was more or less automated and, and you just had to load the raw material into the machine uh, and, uh, and the machine basically did the rest as far as swapping out the blanks, swapping out the necessary tools, all that sort of stuff. And, uh, and some of that stuff is, is rather heavy uh, and, and large scale now to the scale of a Tesla battery. Well, maybe not so, but, but nonetheless, I mean, the, the technology to do that idea is around. I mean, it wouldn't be that hard to to sort of uh, you know retool that kind of thing to to make it work for what you're talking about, providing that the engineering on the battery itself and the way that comes in and out of the car uh, is able to support that. As to your phone number um, idea, a man that that it makes way too much sense. So uh, it's too good of an idea. We're we're not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks for calling. Yeah, but thanks for calling. I'll give you a little more detail on that. Um, I wasn't going to mention this. I was going to tell you we're going to look into it. Then you know, like you when you ask, when you're a kid and you ask your mom for something, say, yeah. "Sure, we'll look into that." We, we'll that, look into that it. might happen. We'll <clears> get back to you. So it's it's two different numbers, and to transfer from one number to another, it requires a, a third line. <laughs> so because you got to place an outbound, really? yeah, yeah, you have to place an oh. outbound call to the second number. Right. Uh, okay. So yeah, I oh mean, oh my gosh, yeah, and 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 having it this way means that we're able to process all the calls that we get in because it comes in on a second. Uh, it's in a second location. There's a second list, uh, so it just makes it a lot easier on the back end for us to handle. And uh, it's it's one thing you got to remember to program, well, program the the your your phone. You know, if you want to do giveaways, reoccurring giveaways, put it in your phone. <laughs> yeah. You know. Well, and also Tony, perhaps in the future when we have a lot of paid subscribers, we could get that third line and make that happen. Oh yeah. I think that's certainly. I think that's the key. Yeah. Paid subscribers. Yeah. I mean we can do a, with with money, we can do a lot hey, of things. Tom. Hey Tony, can we just give him Wendy's number and be done <laughs> with it? <laughs> sure. I'll take I'll field all the calls. <laughs> Reminds me of Seinfeld right. where uh, Kramer was doing yeah, the, I'll, mov I'll, the I'll, movie I'll tone thing. <laughs> <laughs> doing the movie tone thing like yeah uh, uh, wendy could answer the number thank you for calling movie tone the show's for t it, 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 yeah <laughs> i'm sorry your caller number 10 keep trying though <laughs> we appreciate right. your call <laughs> please please listen to the uh Wait. the menu because it hasn't changed <laughs> that's right <laughs>
Wendy Wendy prefers Sunday at 7 a.m. So if you can call Wendy <laughs> at 7 a.m. on Sunday. Uh, She's probably up at 7 a.m. I'm feeding horses I'd at make 7. It, make it Don't five. call me at 7. Make it no. five. Uh, <laughs> horses. What a pain in the ass. Horses are a pain in the ass. Josh, this is, must have pained you because I'm looking at a beautiful I know. Red, red Jeep. <laughs> you know, it's it, it, it's funny. You you hear stories about those unicorn jeeps, those those single owner jeeps that that grandma and grandpa owned, and and uh, you know that have low miles on them, and they're like everything is there. It's like holy cow! I can't believe the the original factory floor mats are still in this YJ. Uh, but uh, I actually got a chance to to witness a unicorn myself with a uh, a renegade YJ. You know those those square headlight Wranglers that had the built-in bubbly fenders in them. Uh, I think arguably, you know, there. a lot of people may call them one of the ugliest Jeeps ever made, yes. certainly for its era. <laughs> um, now, now that being said, you know that uh, certainly grows on people. Uh, you see these things heavily modified; they actually don't look too bad. Uh, but nonetheless, they they are certainly a unique Wrangler unto themselves, uh, unlike any other Wrangler design that is has been or or still is is out there to this day. And you don't see too many of these uh, on the road still, For a uh, as the the mo- <laughs> you know modeled uh, uh, fiberglass fenders that are integrated in the body sort of. Um, yeah, they they just they, they kind of got beat up over the years. These Jeeps in general got beat up over the years. And I was uh, lucky enough over this last weekend uh, when I was out in Central Oregon doing some desert racing to have witnessed one of these in person that was in immaculate near showroom quality it, condition. Is this a picture you took? Is this the no. one you saw? No, oh, but it, okay. is, it is damn close gotcha. uh, to, to, to what I saw. Now, uh, the one that I saw did not have gray interior. It actually had maroon interior. Oh, you, God. Yeah. So, uh, red, red outside maroon Was it interior. velvet? Was it velvet yeah, or velvet? Oh, well, it might as well have been. It's one of those unique <laughs> color combinations. It's like, yeah. you know, the that's a that's a drive-in movie thing. Velvet. Yes, does. for sure. <laughs> velvet interior. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, this this guy had had uh, any really cool cat. Got a chance to meet him. I want to give a shout out to uh, Andrew if you're listening. Uh, he's a new listener, new Jeeper. In fact, uh, had bought a Cherokee for his wife. It was too much Jeep for her. Uh, it was just it was too much. Uh, it sat up too high. There was too much vehicle, oh, too God. much torque. You know all this stuff. So they ended up buying her a Subaru. Well, I hate that, divorces. No, no accounting for taste. It's all okay. It's all good. It's I hate divorces, good. but sometimes they're required. <laughs> Well, you know, he kept the he kept the Cherokee, well. he kept the Cherokee, um, because he's got he's got two uh, two two kids. Um, now the eldest is still about nine or ten years away from driving, but nonetheless, he's going to take that Cherokee, build it into a wheeler for his first son. So uh, I thought that was I thought that was uh, you know commendable, and you know by, by all means get to it. You certainly have a lot of time on your hands to uh, or, or plenty of time uh, between now and then to to build that thing however you want. In the meantime, he and I kind of went over some stuff with with his with his Jeep because he's a new Jeeper for for all intents and purposes. He's always wanted a Jeep. Uh, came into uh, into this deal, uh, sort of fell into his lap, and uh, and he was lucky enough to be able to make it all happen uh, for a song and a dance, nonetheless. I mean, this guy got a steal uh, for what he paid for that Renegade. So, uh, but nonetheless, uh, it was it was great meeting Andrew uh, out there and, and having a chance to go over his Jeep and talk to him about some some possible upgrades and some things that he'll want to do as far as just maintenance and, and that sort of stuff goes. He's already well on his way. He's got a winch bumper on the front of it. Uh, I can't remember if he has rock sliders or not. Uh-huh. Now I'm pretty farting on that. Yeah, uh, but uh, but he's got he's got some aftermarket goodies. He's got some lift shackles on there uh and uh some upgraded lighting some wheels and tires that that sort of stuff um, i think a mild little budget boost lift uh if he's got any at all in there but uh but yeah you know good looking jeep and uh and he's got some good plans and and i just wanted to take a second to uh talk about this unique wrangler that you don't see too many on the road anymore of and and give a shout out to a new listener very cool josh i have a question just because i've never seen this before um and listeners might be really curious did all yeah. of that extra body work that i'm looking at the fenders that extend out all that was that standard or did you did people no, buy that to that, add to it that's factory, no, that's right? standard that's from the factory it they came yeah. on the showroom oh floor God. looking just like how you see it right now God. okay yeah. now I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that's that's why there probably were not a whole I, lot of these made and and uh and they they just didn't uh didn't yeah, last no Okay. I think I think it, uh, there was this option was available on a TJ Sahara, uh, not not exactly oh. like this, but the fiberglass oh. stuff with the fenders and the 
a TJ. I, I thought these were only yeah, on the YJ. I, no, I, I think I, I'm pretty sure I saw a TJ that was like this. And the, uh, the thing I saw with the, uh, which you, I don't even think you would call them rock sliders, the, the, the fiberglass with the step. Uh, I'd be scared to step on that thing, frankly. Uh, <laughs> I know that it's got some metal uh, underneath yeah. it, but just enough to you know to hold uh, the body weight of somebody. Uh, but yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw a TJ Sahara model uh, going back and forth to work when I used to work at HP, um, and uh, I saw it. It looked good. It 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 wasn't as um, as as Bulbous. heavily done as this. Yeah. Yeah, I think the I think the TJ's had just like one extended little fender bump out underneath like the A pillar, uh, and and like the front step didn't go all the way to the fender. There was uh, a little something extra right there. I I yeah, I don't know if they made a whole lot of those. I think they made more of the of the YJ's than the TJ Renegades. But mm-hmm. uh, but, but it's similar. When I saw this, I was thinking yeah. of that TJ that I saw. But obviously, it wasn't a TJ with the uh, the, the square headlights, which are. Actually, rectangular headlights, if nobody's actually pointed that out to you, they're not square. They're just called square because <laughs> Jeepers are simple. <laughs> uh, here you go, Tony. In the show notes for this episode, which you, the listener, can check out at jeeptalkshow.com, we have images in episode 702 to follow along with this conversation, if you'd like. Mm-hmm. Images of uh, what we're talking about, actually. Yeah. I'm going to have to look. It seems like uh, that might be it, uh, but I'm going to have to that look. It seems a, like there was... A little TJ more. It was Sahara a Sahara Renegade. Yeah, it was a little so, more uh, fancy. Oh, okay. It was a Renegade. That makes sense. So yeah, that that is a Sahara Renegade in the TJ body style. So if if that, I mean, if if you're saying what you saw, what you saw, then it looked like this. I'll do a search. It on, might have just been a different Renegade. Color. It's been a while since I saw it, so I mean, I might be remembering it differently. But it came to mind immediately when I saw this YJ. So, so, Josh, actually, just a, a, a quick deal. Um, when, I remember when this came out, and the fenders of this Jeep that uh, that you have posted here yeah. reminds us a lot of the J10, which is a tugboat that um, AMC actually put together. And what they did is they threw fiberglass on the outside of the J10 fenders and gave this wider stance thing because remember this was right after uh, 1987, which the CJ was was always thrown out there as a as a right. crazy Jeep that would just roll a lot, mm-hmm. and they threw this stuff out there. But the Fender itself is a replica, not identical to the J10, which the J10 had some. That's where the blinkers were on their early style CJs. And uh, if you look really closely, that's the metal part, and then on the outside is just just giant, you know, plastic or fiberglass right. fender thing, yeah. fender flare put on there. Yep. And I remember when this came out because I mean we were all looking at you know Chrysler when they were doing this thing, going, "Oh my God, what the hell are you guys doing?" But now, I mean, if I was to find one of these, I would totally put it in my collection because they are oh, right. like, <laughs> the ugliest <laughs> freaking. The- you know, man. And I would never touch it. You know, I would not put rock sliders or anything like you just like polish it up and stick it in the corner and go, you're my ugly duckling. (laughs) I love you. (laughs) You know, for the era, these fit. The design fit for the era. Sure. Yep. You could not sell two of these things today. I mean, Mm -hmm. you you know, uh, putting brand new on showroom floor, a vehicle to look like that. It's just, but for the era in the late 80s, uh, this was, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. There you go. All right, Jeeper, I think it's time for us to give something away. How about a Jeep Talk Show button? No, I think we can do better than that. I think we can do a little bit better than that. How about we talk about some Nexen tires and see where that goes? Nexen Tire is launching the all-new Rodian ATX all-terrain tire, one of the newest all-terrain tires for the market. And they're pushing the all-terrain performance to an all-new level. Yeah, Nexen's new all-terrain tire features top-tier presentation and construction using the latest material advancements designed specifically for wet or dry grip. Rodian ATX makes use of next-generation tread technology specifically designed to provide better grip during the wear process. That's right. The new tire achieves this thanks to sidewall lugs and deep grooves for improved handling and composure both on and off-road. Compared to the company's earlier all-terrain tire offerings, Rodian ATX boasts increased performance in four of the most important categories to consumers. Durability, wet traction, snow traction, and of course mileage. 
Rodian ATX also features a reinforced three-ply sidewall construction on most LT sizes, enabling an industry-best all-terrain tire designed for longer life and increased durability under heavy loads and higher tire pressures. Moreover, increased sidewall rigidity also enhances vehicle stability while cornering under load and heavy towing scenarios. Specifications of the all-new Rodian ATX all-terrain tire include things like reinforced three-ply construction on most LT sizes. Emerging 3D stripes increases tread-to-road contact for improved traction in snow, mud, and wet conditions. 3P MSF certified severe winter certification stamped right on the sidewall to withstand heavy snow, ice, and tough terrain. Available in 63 wow. different sizes. Woo. Yeah, that's pretty cool right there. You definitely find something for your rig. Sizes range from 15-inch wheels all the way up to 22. Speed ratings S, T, and H are available. These are a top-tier tread warranty tire as well. So, uh, obviously, uh, uh, NextEntireUSA.com is a sponsor of the Jeep Talk Show. They're giving away these great products to you, the listeners, and uh, we're this the, the middlemen, but we really appreciate their support. Uh, but we all have Nexen tires, without, with the exception of Chuck, uh, have Nexen tires on uh, not only our uh, off-road vehicles, but uh, Wendy has an, on your at least one truck, towing truck, yep. right? Abs- yep. Yeah. Yes, we and, do. And, uh, and you guys, any of you correct me except for Chuck, uh, it, it, you love, we all love the Nexen tires. It is, love, love, oh, love yeah. them. Uh, uh, even yes. the listeners who have been running them uh, swear by these tires now yes. and they're one of the best they've ever had. Yeah. So yep. I, I know it's hard to let go of the tire that you're using or the tire that you hear everybody talking about. And of course, that's one of the reasons why Nexen's a sponsor, a reoccurring giveaway sponsor of the show. Uh, because they want you to try it. They know that if you try it, just like we, if you if you try it, you're really going to like them. You're going to be amazed by them. Uh, and if you're not, uh, you, they're still really good tires, and you can go back to buying whatever it is you want to buy. But 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 we think you're going to have a good time with them. So as our next entire giveaway winner, and I'm not saying you won anything yet, you can mm-hmm. select <laughs> the Nexen Rodian ATX new all-terrain tire. Or you can get the featured favorite Rodian MTX Extreme Mud Terrain Tire. And I think that's what we all have is the, the Mud Terrain, the, the MTX. Yeah, the yeah, MTX. Is, right. It'll be interesting to test those ATXs because I know how good the MTX performs. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine what that ATX is going to do. Yep. Might be just the perfect tire for your work truck. In the meantime, we're looking for a phrase that pays. That's going to be, write it down now, ATX is the way to go. The phrase that pays is ATX is the way to go. And we're looking for a winning caller. That caller number who's going to win this will be caller number 20. Oh, so they don't have to do 63 like last time. (laughs) Thank God. (laughs) You know, I was thinking since this was the the second uh, time, we should have done the 63 times two. So what is it? 126? You're going to confuse them. What's the winning caller this time? I would have been Josh? able to walk down to Texas and kick your ass before a caller would hit that number. So. Oh, I love that. It's written in the contract that if we don't have a giveaway winner, then well, each of us gets the tire. Ooh, if we do that four times or five times, we could each have a set. Now like you're it. thinking. Yeah, I like it. Jeez. So winning caller number 20. ATX is the way to go for the phrase that pays. You must be 18 years of age or older. Your mailing address must be in the continental United States. You may only call in once per giveaway. Any required word or phrase must be said exactly and completely the first time. Your call must include your caller ID. One chance to win per individual per giveaway. All these rules must be followed unless otherwise stated. Failure to follow these rules will disqualify you from being eligible for the giveaway. We will contact you with a text message at the number you called from. Good luck, Jeeper. From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G, and uh, you guys talked about the amphibious jeep that circumnavigated, or however, you, however the heck you say that word. I guess it's easier to say when you're sober. But anyhow, the amphibious jeep that went around the world in 90 days. Uh, I'm calling bull crap on that because, uh, as you know, in the middle of the ocean, there's no way Amazon can deliver you parts, and you, know, you drive down the road, you get death wobble. Can you imagine what that's like in the ocean? I bet it shook that thing apart. And Tony, you mentioned that you love it when uh, people call into the show. Yeah, I'm going to test that theory. 
I went to a corn maze. Yeah, I didn't like it. I felt like I was being stalked. Oh, All right, boys and girls, I'll chat you later. Have a good one. Bye. He did oh, give us a warning. Nikki G, it, it, it's pronounced circumcised. <laughs> <laughs> Don't run through the stalks naked, is what I'm thinking. The stalks, oh man, they're going to, yeah, you'll itch really bad if you do that naked, Nikki G. Do not do that maze naked. Mm. <laughs> All right. So we have a uh, interview coming up uh, this week on Friday. Yes, a new day. Our interview with uh, Tony Carvello of Best Top will be this Friday, episode 705. Uh, interview episodes now on Friday. And don't forget, every Tuesday, we're still recording the roundtable episodes where we invite you, the Jeeper, to come around the world's largest roundtable of nothing but, well, other Jeepers to talk, well, Nothing but Jeep, in fact. And uh, who knows, we may even have a uh, somebody special stop in every now and again to uh, crack wise, do a little bit of Q&A, or, or just hang out. You never know who's going to be around the roundtable. So join in every Tuesday with the Jeep Talk Show as we record an episode live with you, the listeners. It's called the Roundtable Episode. How can you join in on the fun? The best way is to sign up for our newsletter, which has the information uh, that you need to join in on that fun. Don't worry, there's no pay-to-play, no VIP access, none of that sort of stuff. Just sign up for the newsletter. You'll find the links in there to, to get in on that sort of fun. And, of course, you're going to find all sorts of other information about who we're talking to, when we're going to be giving stuff away, what we're going to be g- giving away, who we're interviewing, all that sort of stuff. What's coming up, what's happening, what we've done, and what we're doing. It's the Jeep Talk Show newsletter. It comes from us, one email a week. And there's all kinds of good stuff in there to, well, have some fun with the show. Well, Jeep, it looks like this episode of the Jeep Talk Show has come to the end of the trail, but we've got another episode coming up right around the corner. Until then, be sure to help us become the official podcast of the Easter Jeep Safari by becoming a paid subscriber today. And as always, thank you for listening to the world's most downloaded Jeep podcast. Remember, Jeeper, you want something for your Jeep, you can get it fast, you can have it be good, or you can get it for cheap. But you can only pick two of those, so plan accordingly. <laughs> Podcasting since 2010.